0: In 2001, I went and got my uh, general contractor's license and then just started my own company and left. Wow. And it took a huge leap and hoped it would work out because at the time I was a single mom with two boys at home and it was a huge decision to make. Scary one. You sure. Know, but it worked out. You know, it's a lot of hard work and you don't get much time for yourself. You know, you're, you spend a lot of time working and... It's, it's exhausting so it's not something that just everybody sh- should jump out and do because you have to be that person you have to be willing to put a hundred percent more than a hundred percent into what you're doing especially if you're taking on more than one business it's a lot a lot a lot i've always had a drive to complete things to do things to you know and i think the second i had my children that drive became a thousand times stronger i wanted to make sure they always looked up to me so i had a lot to prove you know the funny thing is that's what i said oh the candy will bring in lots of kids it actually brings in more adults than it does kids. these can-
1: old school candies that you have oh
0: pop rocks oh
1: yeah okay and we have
0: the candy cigarettes and we've had people come in and buy cases of the candy cigarettes really yeah it's my hometown i love dade city i will always love dade city it's always going to be a part of me my grandpa built quite a few buildings in Dade City and a lot of homes in Dade City. I love to drive around and see what he built and what he did. And, you know, when I look at anything in Dade City, it just reminds me of my grandmother. My grandmother was involved in everything. Everywhere, everything. She worked everywhere, she volunteered everywhere, everyone knew her, and it's just my hometown. Welcome
1: to the Art of Business. I'm your host, Eric Baker. I sit down with entrepreneurs Right here in Dade City and the surrounding areas to find out about their backgrounds, how they built their businesses, and what their secrets for success are. Today I'm joined with Miss Natalie Insignares. She is the founder and owner of Dade City Candy Comics and Collectibles. They're located at Seventh Street in Dade City, Florida. You can also find them on Facebook at DC Candy Comics. Natalie is an entrepreneur. She owns multiple businesses. She's a member of the Dade City Chamber of Commerce. She's the former chairman of the board of directors for Habitat for Humanity here locally. She's a mother, a grandmother, a loving wife, and she's been described by a close friend as, and I quote, just an absolutely amazing person. Natalie absolutely embodies the entrepreneurial spirit. Having started her first business when she was only 11 now she owns businesses in multiple different industries and frankly she makes it all look too easy she's an obviously ambitious person she's got a lot of drive and personal motivation to be successful she's got quite the story to tell here and we do talk about all of it But before we just jump into it, in doing my research for the interview, I was told that Natalie hosts some pretty intense game nights, so intense that they were actually described to me as legendary. So obviously, we have to start right there. I've been told that your game nights are the thing of legend. So what is it about these game nights? I don't know,
0: but they are a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of games do y'all play? Can we go there at it's least? It's
0: called things.
1: Things, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it card so, games? It.
0: Uh... It's a board game, but um, well, it's not really with a board though. It's it's I guess it's like a mixture of a card game or a board game. You pull out a card. There's multiple answers. There is no wrong answer. It's a hilarious game. Yeah. Everybody answers a question differently. You're trying to guess who said what.
1: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm.
0: very funny. Sure. And you're trying to throw people off with your answers as well so that they'll guess somebody else. So yeah. it it's hysterical. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. We, we won't dig any much more. I was told they could get a little, so, uh, all right. Um, all right. So <laughs> let's now start and officially here set the foundation on the podcast. I do want to just kind of get to know you a little bit. So, uh, where are you from originally? Dade city. You're from Dade city. You're yes. from right here. Okay. Gotcha. And, um, I, you're an only child. I'm an only child. Just. Okay. But outside of that, are, do you have a big family, small family, lots small of family? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. So now it's
0: growing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, you have two dogs. Two dogs. Okay. Uh, Titan and you have a new puppy as well. Yes.
0: Tiger.
1: Mm-hmm. Tiger is the puppy's name. Okay. And so what's it like having a new puppy around?
0: Well, they're both puppies. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they are both new to this year. Um, Titan is seven months old and Tiger is three months old. So it's a handful. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And and so Titan is a Pomsky? They're both Pomskys.
1: Okay. So what is that? Part Husky, part...
0: Pomeranian Husky.
1: Okay. That's an interesting mix.
0: They both look like Huskies. Yeah. But they're smaller. Yeah. Even though Titan's a lot bigger than what they said he would be. (laughs) Uh, He's still small. He's like 22 and a half pounds. They said he would max out at 15. That's not happening. Not true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see with Tiger. He's still tiny. Yeah. But yeah, it's a handful. When you go so from do you, having no kids at home to having two puppies. Yeah,
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. what, what all do you like to go out and do with them?
0: Um, well, we we just bought property, so we've taken them out there, running around. I, I try to do that because then I don't have to keep them on a leash. And I can't really take them to dog parks, especially with the little one Mm -hmm. being only three months old. You don't want to expose them to other dogs that might not be vaccinated and give them anything. So we really just take them back and forth out to our property where we're going to be building, but we haven't started yet and just let them run around out there.
1: Gotcha. Okay, cool. And so let's see. So you went to Pasco High School. I did. Okay. So what kind of things were you into back in, back in high school? What'd you get into back in those days? In trouble? Uh. (laughs) 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 Were you like into sports, cheerleading, band member, book clubs?
0: Really, none of it. Okay. Um, Yeah. I mean, I I was big on having good grades, but I wasn't really into a lot of extracurricular stuff. Okay. Um, I actually loved to work, so I started working at age 11 after school, and I would do that all the time. So That was with your dad, right, doing... No, actually, at 11, I started working at the Army-Navy store downtown. Um, It was a friend of ours that was the manager there, so she would let me come in there and work, and I would, you know, get in the windows and dress all the mannequins, change their outfits, do all the stuff. I would do inventory, you know, just stuff like that. I just, I always love to work.
1: Okay. (laughs) And so what about, where'd you go to college?
0: At Pasco Hernando. Well, it was community college when I went out of state college. Yeah.
1: Okay. 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 Right on. And so you were also the chairman of the board of directors for Habitat for Humanity. Yes. Okay. And I believe uh, it was your grandmother, Charlene, that got you involved. Yes. How did, how exactly did that happen?
0: Well, she started working for Habitat and she would vet um, all of the new homeowners to make sure that they were a fit and that they qualified for a home, which meant she had to go out to where they lived, look at the conditions, all that kind of stuff. Um, and because I'm a general contractor, she started saying, Can you come with me? Mm. You know, can you look at these homes? and i felt safer if i went with her anyway then because some of the neighborhoods might not be the best and then some were fine you know you just never know what you're going into but sure with it being my grandma i didn't really want her at places without me so yeah i started going with her to look at all the homes and just eventually then became a board member <laughs> it just kind of progressed from that so yeah
1: that okay and, and so what was it like getting to work with the grandma
0: well, that's always wonderful. My grandma is a very important part of my life. Um, I love her more than anything on earth. And uh,
1: a- Any specific memories from getting to work with grandma?
0: I would say the the biggest memory was we went to one house and it was kind of a tearjerker because it was a a grandmother that lived in the house and... Her, children, her, her daughter lived with her, and her grandchildren lived with her, and the house was just in ruins. I mean, the conditions they were living in was unbelievable. Mm. And they were putting everything they could together to fix the house, and they had put a new roof on it, but that had exhausted them of all their funds. So the roof had been so bad before they put it on there that all of the ceilings in the house had caved in. So there was no insulation left in the house, no ceilings in the house. Mm. The tile was falling off the walls in the bathroom. So they they couldn't take showers. They could only take a bath because it was all exposed and they had no hot water. I mean, I just couldn't believe what we were seeing. Um, I quickly reached out to all of my subs and said, what can we do for this family? You know, and grandma always had a huge heart. I try to follow behind her, having a huge heart as well, and we put together enough people to come and on a Saturday, we told the family they had to be gone for the day. We got them out at seven in the morning. I had um, a bunch of boys that went to PAL football with my sons. They were teenagers at the time. I They lived in the same community. They came at 7 in the morning. They helped move all of her furniture out of the house. We got everything out in the yard. I had drywallers showing up. I had painters there. I had plumbers there. I had tile people there. Wow. And by 7 o'clock that night, we moved her in with the house completely drywalled, painted, all the tile redone, new water heater. Everything was fixed. Wow. Back to the way it should be. It was a lot of work, but it was absolutely the most rewarding thing I've ever done.
1: Yeah, that, that's awesome. So what what was your role as the board of directors?
0: So mainly it's, you're doing monthly meetings, you're going over everything that's Habitat's mission, you know, what what each month is going to have ahead, you know, what houses are being built, who's being qualified um how the funding has gone for the month it's kind of a little bit of everything you know just kind to think of you know yeah yeah <laughs> it's been quite a few years ago sure so. sure sure but a lot of it is just seeing what needs to be done each month you know for yeah. the whole role of habitat and the employees and if we needed to hire any more employees to stuff like that you're just kind of being it's all being brought to the attention the board Altogether together has to approve everything so you know as the chairman you're bringing it to their attention and then you're doing a roll call and you know voting for everything to see whether they're going to approve it or deny it
1: gotcha okay did, did you start as the chairman or no
0: no i started on the board okay yeah. got, and they, i was on the board for several years before i was chairman yeah
1: is that a promotion thing that happens or? no
0: you're voted in
1: Oh, so, nice. Okay, yeah. so you were voted in yeah. by your peers. Oh, <laughs> love it. Okay. So now I found several events uh, that you seem to post on your Facebook page. One specifically, uh, Men Bake, Women Build. Yes. I, I, so that it's kind of, probably kind of obvious, uh, but could you tell us what that event's all about?
0: So it's a lot of fun. Um, we get several men in the community to bake cakes, and they put them on display, and then they are auctioned off. It's pretty hilarious. Some of the cakes actually <laughs> turn out to be real masterpieces and then some of them are the funniest thing you've ever seen. But overall, yeah. it's hilarious, but it, it actually would bring in a lot of money. A lot of people would go into bidding wars over the cakes, so it started turning out really good. Yeah. I think some men were kind of cheating and
1: uh, having them made by other people, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you could tell the ones that were actually made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that event still happening now? Or?
0: I don't think, I haven't heard of it being done um, in several years. You know, it was a really successful event, but for some reason, I don't think that they're still doing it.
1: Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, So now, uh, again, as I mentioned a little bit earlier in doing my research for this interview, I I found several businesses that you (laughs) own and I I do want to talk about each of them for a few minutes. But before we do that, I want to ask about previous jobs. I did ask around, I I don't think you've ever worked that sort of typical corporate America type job. I mean, maybe your time spent as a contractor, but eh, is that?
0: Not really. I mean, as a teenager you know, I worked for the army Navy store. I worked for Walgreens briefly. Um, I kind of always just wanted my own business. I started pretty young doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. I, at 19 years old, I was doing electrolysis and that was on my own. I did work for likes Pasco for a few years in my early twenties. Um, and did electrolysis on the side, but eventually just broke off on my own again and doing my own thing. I'm not the best with rules. I like to, <laughs> <laughs> I like to rule my
1: own. Life. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where so that that's not the norm, that entrepreneurial mindset at such a young age. Usually for most folks, they start out as employees first and tend to migrate to employers later. Where would you say that entrepreneurial mindset came from at such a young age for you?
0: I don't know. I kind of always just wanted to be my own boss, even though as a child, I told everybody I wanted to be a lawyer. I now look Mm. back at that and think that's the most hilarious thing ever because (laughs) I would be the worst lawyer. Uh, It's too much reading, too mm. much sitting at a desk. I could never do that. Yeah. I could now arguing. I'm really good at that. Yeah. Right. But sitting at a desk and reading, it just wouldn't work for me. I like to be on the move on the go.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: So my grandfather was a builder. Um, I never thought I would become a builder. That was never a dream of mine, but as I got older, it became, as it started becoming more of a reality, I was really thrilled because I would love to follow my grandpa's footsteps always. It's just never something I would have thought of as a kid.
1: Sure, sure. So, so one of the businesses I found is Platinum Real Estate Investments. I believe mm-hmm. you started that one in twenty fifteen. Right. I found Premium Collectibles Incorporated. I think you started that one back in twenty eighteen, and I found another one, Platinum Construction and Associates. I believe was back in twenty nineteen. Does that sound about accurate?
0: It changed names, then yes. Okay, so the construction company has actually been going since twenty, or I'm sorry, two thousand and two.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay, so, perfect.
0: It started out as Sotomayor Custom Homes, then it was Sotomayor Construction, Okay, and then it changed to Platinum Construction. So, gotcha. yeah, it's changed okay. names several times, but no, I started my construction company in 2002.
1: Okay, so. okay. Well, I, I have so many questions. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess just first of all, what is your email inbox look like I mean, it's how ridiculous do you, how do you manage it all do you have like a, a assistant or something or is it no, it's you just, just me. you just do it i do it all how do you what do you do you have a system in place for doing it or you know i just try to look <laughs> at it as
0: often as i can and go through especially all the junk because it's a ridiculous amount of junk yeah the um, i just try to get to all the stuff i actually need to read yeah (laughs) so i can answer all of that but yes it is a lot i mean i do work ridiculous hours Um, at midnight i am still doing paperwork sometimes at two o'clock in the morning i'm still doing paperwork it's the only time i can get that kind of stuff done without my phone interrupting me. So usually late at night is when all of my paperwork gets done.
1: Yeah. I know that feeling for sure. I understand. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so the real estate company, uh, so I had this as your first, but it sounds like the construction was a little bit before, but, but so talk to me about how you started that business. Are you a realtor? I'm a realtor. Yes. Interesting. So I
0: got my real estate license. Well, I build mainly, well, pretty much only spec homes that I build and then sell
1: pre-built homes. Right.
0: So when I started doing that, I realized why not just get my real estate license? Yeah. Cause I'm paying someone else to sell my homes every time. Sure. So I went ahead and got my real estate license and then I started the real estate company. Um, mainly just for all my checks to be made out to that. It, I actually work for elite brokers So, because you have to work underneath a broker. So, that is the brokerage that I work for.
1: Okay, gotcha. And so, did you already have experience in the industry when you started? Or did you just start it and just learn as you went along?
0: Well, I think when you build, you learn a lot about real estate. You know, you're always interacting. My grandmother was also a realtor. And Mm. I used to go with her everywhere when I was a... Preteen and teenager, we used to go look at all the homes. I would go on all of her drive-alongs that were after school or on the weekends. I would go show properties with her. I loved it. I always loved getting to see all the different homes. That was always very exciting for me. I'd be like, oh, "Are we going to see a big house today?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that was always a lot of fun. So I, I said, you know, let me just go ahead and get that license. It it coincides so well with construction anyway. Yeah. That. Just went out and did that too. Sure. Okay. So, uh,
1: this has got to be an absolutely insane time to be a realtor with the swings in prices and, and yes. interest rates going up and down. Is the is the market sort of a non order here? But is the market still on fire right now, or is it's slowing it starting to, down. It's slowing yeah, down. It's yeah. definitely
0: slowing down some, and for certain price ranges more than others. I mean, you're obviously. For like newer, or I should say smaller homes, they're still going to sell. They're going to sell no matter what, because sometimes the people that were going to build or buy a bigger home are now forced to buy a smaller home right? because of the interest rates and the prices. Right. So either way, that market will always stay fairly strong.
1: Gotcha. But Makes sense. But the bigger sense.
0: homes, um, this, they start slowing down, and the median homes especially start slowing down. Actually, some of the bigger homes still stay strong with people paying cash.
1: Oh, okay. So it
0: is strange, but you yeah. still have a lot of people coming in with a lot of cash for the very expensive homes.
1: Okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh so um so now we're going to get to premium collectibles in just a second. <clears throat> um so but the so platinum construction which I was uh, renamed. Um so I believe that's where you were doing the pre-built homes. Um so how did you go about starting that business? I know I had heard that you already had a lot of construction industry experience with with your father and, and that or
0: No, actually, uh I started out working for a construction company while I was in college. Okay. So um, I worked there as a secretary. That's all it was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: and the superintendent, within, the, I would say six months of me working there, kind of just never came back. And we had a whole subdivision of about thirty houses being built. So construction just stopped. Because mm. when he didn't show up, then who was going to build them? Mm-hmm. So. Of course, when you're at the front desk, you're the one getting yelled at by all the homeowners that want to know why their house isn't getting built. So I was quickly trying to build their home, but I knew nothing about construction, very little. I mean, I went with my grandpa out on job sites when I was really small, but Mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. too small to have learned anything back then. Sure. So I saw county inspectors driving through. They were probably wondering why they hadn't had any inspections in our subdivision because... They were out there daily before that and i started chasing them down out there and going you know what can you walk with me can you show me something so uh, they were great i had several inspectors that would pull up and walk the subdivision with me almost on a daily basis and have hmm. me make notes of who i needed to call what needed to be done and i just started doing it huh. so that the houses could get finished yeah and As things progressed and the houses started moving along before I knew it, um, the builder that I worked for, because she didn't really come in too often, but she immediately said, I'm going to just train you and you can become a superintendent. Well, the training really ended up being just the county inspectors. They kept coming (laughs) and training me. but, (laughs) But I just, you know... Tried to, I really just wanted to get it done and not get yelled at. It wasn't about, oh, I want to be a builder. It was just, I don't want all these people screaming every day because it didn't make for a very fun day.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm building homes. And then it just took off from there. Um, hmm. But I realized quickly that I was working nonstop building these homes then our accountant had quit so now i was also writing the checks to everybody and doing all of our accounting there and our receptionist quit so i was doing that too and i was running the whole company and i was like you know maybe I should get my own license because this is getting a little crazy. Yeah, And so I did in 2021, I went, or I'm sorry, 2021, what am I saying? In 2001, I went and got my uh, general contractor's license and then just started my own company and left. Wow, And it took a huge leap and hoped it would work out because at the time I was a single mom with two boys at home and, It was a huge decision to make. Scary one. Sure. But it worked out. So (laughs) so
1: I'm assuming you had established some connections in the industry for leads and
0: things? Well, not for building, but for, I mean, I should say, not for buyers. For building, yes. I had all of my subcontractors, you know, the ones that I liked that we used, I was planning on using all of them because Mm I had a really good rapport with them. Mm -hmm. We had some new subcontractors that I wasn't too fond of and I wasn't planning on using them. But as far as subs, I was pretty well set. I just didn't know where I was going to find homeowners.
1: Yeah. So I started
0: doing advertising because I was doing only custom homes to begin with and, um... I had somebody reach out to me actually before the state even gave me my license. So I had them on backup waiting. They were just waiting for me to get my license. And, um, even though I passed in December of 2021, it took till April for me to get my license. Oh, wow. So, and I think I had them under contract in January, but mm. they said, we'll wait.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So
0: in April, I started their house and luckily It was in Quail Hollow, which was not a booming area at the time. That was, you know, middle of nowhere is what people looked at it at that time. (laughs) But there were a lot of people that were driving back there, still looking at property and stuff like that. And I put a big sign out front. I ended up getting um, three more homes from that home. So it kind of just took off from there. And then it just ended up being all word of mouth after that. I never advertised or did anything.
1: Wow. But
0: by 2010... I was just done building for people and Mm. decided to start doing spec homes only. It just became a lot less stressful Mm. and I could do it on my time. And even though I'm pretty much a crazy person and my timeline is a little insane, At least it was just my crazy and not the crazy of a buyer as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it.
0: Because when I built, I mean, people would call me at one and two in the morning and go, I want to make a change. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't work 24 hours a day. Yeah. So it just became a little too much to to deal with. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, I I get that. I get that with everything else you have going on. (laughs) Um, So, and then, so you also um, have a company called Premium Collectibles Incorporated that, again, you start i believe it was 2018. Mm-hmm. um so how did you go about starting that one
0: so premium collectibles is actually the the owning corporation of dade city candy and comics yes ma'am so um premium collectibles we sell um comic books online through ebay and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that's what that was originally started for and oh. then we created dade city candy and comics underneath it
1: i got it i got it and yeah. so as, as we talked about earlier it's your husband who and I'm sorry. His name, I'm sorry, Carlos. 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 So your husband, Carlos. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> um, um, uh, Mr. Carlos. Um, he is the one who knows about collectibles and the com. He has that knowledge.
0: He has a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Yes. He he's been involved in comic books his entire life, and the way he can memorize things is something. Uh, it's almost. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. I've he's just a walking encyclopedia at all times. It's it's really strange. Yeah, but he knows everything about pretty much every comic that's ever been printed, mm. and um, he knows where everything is. He knows what year it was printed, what it looks like, without you even showing it to him. So people come in and they ask, "Oh, do you have you know this book?" And he'll go, "Oh yes, I have that in storage. I can get that for you." And I'm going, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> how does he know what we have in storage or what we have where?" Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty insane. Awesome, but. I'm not the comic person. <laughs> understood, understood.
1: So, per- perfect segue here. So, so you start. You guys um, started Dade City Candy Comics and Collectibles, I believe it was July of 2020?
0: So, it actually started November of 2020. Okay. Uh, we, we probably started the company in okay. July. Okay, I but see. But we didn't actually open the doors and start it until the November 6th of 2020 is when we actually open the doors understood. Okay. So um, I had actually purchased the building that we're in back in 2019, Hmm. but I purchased it with a lease attached there. There was someone there leasing it and they had a three year lease. So I thought, well, why not? It pays for itself. But during COVID They couldn't keep up with the lease. Mm -hmm. So in April of 2020, they moved out
1: Mm -hmm. and then
0: the building just sat empty. Mm -hmm. So in July, I said to my husband, I'm just going to sell the building. And he didn't want to sell the building. And he said, why don't we do a comic book store? And I said, well, I don't know anything about comic books. I don't know about doing a comic book store. But we decided to do, you know, comics and candy, which we then also brought in toys and different things. But I said, well, the one thing I always loved as a kid, whenever we would travel somewhere, we would go to old time candy stores. And I love to see the old school candy, all that cool stuff. So I said, well, let's do the candy and comics. We'll bring in old school candy and it really kind of goes with Dade City, too, you know, just yeah. feels like it should have old time candy and stuff in there. I mean, we also yeah. have the new candies, but we carry a lot of the old school candies and they seem to be a real hit. People come in, they are excited when they see everything. We still get people walking in going, we didn't even know you were here. We hear that every single week we hear mm. we did not know you were here. Wow. 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 <laughs> like, I'm like, other than attaching strobe lights to the front, I don't know how to make people know we're here, yeah.
1: so I, so I, I wanted to get to this. So adding the candy in with the toys and collectibles is genius. I mean, so you draw in the kids for the candy and then you get them to buy toys. And while they're there, their parents buy a collectible from when they were a kid. Where did that's genius. Where did you get the idea for the for all of it together?
0: We were just trying to come up with what would go with the comics that could be my part of it Um, and you know you can't really do ice cream with comics because then you have to worry about that (laughs) ruining your books and so we're just thinking of different things and just thought of the candy you know Okay. And the funny thing is, that's what I said. Oh, the candy will bring in lots of kids. It actually brings in more adults than it does kids. Does it really? (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Nice. Okay. We get
0: a lot of adults in there and a lot looking for the old school candy.
1: Okay. What are some old school candies?
0: Okay. So candy buttons. um, What is that? They're little dots of candy on a paper. Like a long
1: paper. Okay. Um,
0: Fireballs.
1: Okay, I know those, yeah. Um,
0: Let's see. Razzles. Oh, yeah. Mary Jane. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. There's so many. I've got to try to.
1: I'm putting you on the spot. It's okay. You've already said a couple.
0: Hmm, what are. There's so many things. Yeah. Clover gum. Okay. I'm trying to think of all these different.
1: What's what's one of the best-selling old-school candies that you have? Oh
0: pop rocks
1: oh yeah okay and we have the
0: candy cigarettes and we've had people come in and buy cases of the candy cigarettes really yeah huh and of the pop rocks those are huge sellers rarely does somebody come in and only buy one bag they usually want a couple 14 or more <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah. okay gotcha yeah people love the pop rocks yeah um I'm trying to think, and we have Necco wafers. We just have oh, so many. We have over 350 types of candy. So for me to remember everything is Jeez. a lot. Yeah, yeah.
1: holy, I did not have that many. Okay, yeah. is was this? So you've you've had so many different businesses. Was this your first retail operation, or have you ever had a store like this I've before? I've never
0: had a store. However, I have owned a laser tag center back really? in 2000. And, Four, I believe. I th- I might have opened it in two thousand and three.
1: Okay, here in
0: it was in Zephyr Hills. Okay, it was called Z Games. Okay, and we opened a laser tag center with an arcade, and um, it did good here and there, but it did mainly the best with school field trips. We had a lot of school field trips that came in, and that actually okay. worked really well. But the you know just the outside community coming in it was hit or miss it wasn't in the best location as far as it was right on through highway 301 but it mm. was south of zephyr hills so it wasn't okay. in your main traveling area gotcha so that kind of hurt it you know and it just got to be too much i was it was pretty new into my owning a construction company so i was super busy with that and i just didn't have the time to do
1: both where did so. where did the idea to get a, a laser tag place come from? <laughs> You're doing construction and then laser tag. What what
0: what? It, what? <laughs> I don't even know. I think just having two boys and they loved laser tag that I was like, ah, we'll, we'll open up a laser tag center and yeah. they loved it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they did. So the so the retail store, so the candy comics, how did you go about learning? How to I mean, so you have the systems, the processes, the procedures, inventory tracking, consistent product procurement. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to a running a retail stuff, store. Yes. How'd you guys learn all that? Just trial by fire? Or...
0: Yeah, just <laughs>
1: okay.
0: <laughs> uh, probably still learning on some of it, but yeah, I mean, just you know, I think as far as inventory, I had a lot of experience with that. When I worked for the Army Navy store when I was a kid, you know, we did a lot of inventory. We did monthly inventory. So I think inventory was already in my brain. I already knew what to do for inventory. And it's easier now because, you know, you have the square system. If you enter stuff when it comes in and you have it all in the system, as you scan it to go out, it takes it out. So it's not old school inventory like mm-hmm. back in the day where you had to write everything on a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, minus stuff off. It's so it's a lot easier than that. As long as you're entering stuff when it's coming through the door, mm-hmm. it will go out as you sell it.
1: Sure. Okay. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. And
0: if it gets, you know, if it expires or gets ruined somehow, you just have to go in and manually take it out of the system so that you always can maintain your inventory and then you just list it as damaged or whatever.
1: Gotcha. And so, and so for product procurement, you guys, you guys buy toys off the street and things like, so do you guys have a lot of people who come in selling collections? A
0: lot of collections. Okay. A lot of collections. Okay. More than I could have ever imagined. Wow. Yes. We buy stuff weekly. And our most recent collection is over fifty thousand comic books that we just added.
1: Wow! <laughs> yeah,
0: so we're trying to go through that. We are trying to expand the store and have a room open with this collection by our anniversary of November sixth, which means our our big anniversary sale would actually be to would actually be the fifth. OK, Saturday, the 5th. So we're trying to have that room open in time for that to have a huge sale and to be able to bring out this enormous collection that we took.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Now, is it modern stuff, older?
0: Vintage? So it's a mixture of stuff from I, the new collection we got is probably more of the newer stuff, modern stuff. It does have some older stuff in there. Our store in general has stuff from the 1960s all the way to brand new comics. Okay. So we have a huge selection there. And we were mainly doing all back issues when we first opened. Mm. We just started doing the new comics, uh, I think, like um, maybe two months ago. Okay, Yeah, so we just started bringing the new comics in. We were doing um, mainly all back issues, and we just started bringing in vintage comics, which is Mm. from the 60s and 70s, um, trade paperbacks. We've got a lot of those. So... We're constantly bringing in more and more. And then as collections come in, you know, my husband goes through them. He is the one to know the condition, the pricing, all of this stuff before we can put it out. Yeah. And know what we have. So we have several storage units full of stock. Yeah. And trying to get it all out is, it's a task because it's not our only business
1: hmm so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yes so
0: when people go oh you don't have that out yet I'm going I'm trying yeah <laughs> I need more hours in the day <laughs> sure
1: and so what about the toy side so I was in I w- I've been in your store a couple of times and it's a lot of, Funko Pops. A lot of um, Funko Pops so is that sort of the main there was other stuff too lots of Star Wars stuff and lots of other stuff as well but um, I've seen a lot of Funko Pops a
0: lot of Funko Pops so when we started uh, I had bought a lot of collections and Decided I was going to do a wall of Funko Pops and I had a lot of people tell me, it's a bad idea. You Mm. really shouldn't have Funko Pops. They're not good sellers. We have tons of people that come for just Funko Pops. So where at one point I thought, well, we'll phase them out. No, we just have too many people coming in for them. Wow. And we get a lot of collections from people. So I'm just keep adding to it. We don't actually buy any new Funko Pops. Everything we have is from collections.
1: Oh, huh, okay, gotcha. So every Interesting. every
0: week we get new ones in, and we put them out. So we primarily carry all older. Funko Pops, a lot of the ones that are vaulted that people are looking for because you can't find them. Yeah, we yeah. don't really carry any of the new ones, so we're not really in competition with anybody selling any of the new ones because we don't carry those anyway.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. And so, so you you touched on this a little bit. So you guys opened uh, in 2020, so it was November, not the uh, the July, right. but it was still uh, it was the middle of COVID. Oh, yeah, I, was I in mean, the lockdowns of COVID. and for sure. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, what was that? I guess what was it that made you decide to take the risk was it just you had the building just it was just to use it was that it yeah
0: i think you know everything had kind of slowed down right then because of covid Um, construction was still booming that wasn't slowing down everything else was a little slow Um, maybe i just need too much chaos in my life it was a little too slow so let's add something (laughs) so we decided to give it a try and it was very tricky with the candy and covid because now you have bulk candy that is a problem with covid so you know i mean obviously we implemented gloves immediately we still do gloves oh um, i get it I and see. we have to always watch everything because you don't want especially kids you don't Putting want them their open, hands in you, their you don't want to put their hands in you don't want them even opening the lids you know we just keep the lids closed mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah so we're constantly sanitizing and always had you know had the signs up you have to wear gloves that was the main thing just because obviously that's going to concern people and we did sell a lot more wrapped candy during that time than we did the bulk which has completely picked up since then you know 2021 the bulk took off you know but at the beginning of 2020 it was not as fast to sell the bulk candy and i understand people's concerns but we definitely tried to take away any concerns by showing that we are keeping everything well sanitized and we try to keep the store really clean as well you know i'm very big on we need a clean store at sure. all times so, you sure. you're selling food you want your store clean
1: yes ma'am yes ma'am so when when you guys opened back um you know back there it, did, did things take off pretty quickly did you have to do a lot of marketing and advertising i mean so you, you say people still don't know that you're there yeah, <laughs> but, so how they're. how did you get the word out though it's
0: very hard to get the word out i've tried you know we've done flyers at other events that are local we've you know handed out flyers we've also advertised a lot on facebook that seems to be a good one to get the word out Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we don't really do the newspapers because not that many people read them anymore. I mean, we, we tried, we did do a few, but it seems like your social media is a better way to get the word out. And we have tried doing that. But it still takes time. You know, unfortunately, the downtown is not visited as much as it should be. Right. And hopefully that will change. I mean, we have so many people moving to the area and they're all looking for things to do. And more and more stuff is coming downtown. Yes. That it will keep drawing people down there. Yes. And even with the art show that they just had. It was amazing how many people came out in the evening Mm -hmm. and it just shows how much they need events downtown because people are just waiting for something to come out. Yeah.
1: They're hungry for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You can feel it.
0: They want to come out. They want to do things. And especially at this time of year, the evening's the best because it's so hot during the day. You know, if we could have more evening events and then get everybody to keep their doors open, it's a great thing because it's cooler. Yeah, Yeah, agreed. The heat really keeps people from walking around downtown. We have, you know, people pull up in front of the store and come in all the time. But walking around downtown, when it's really hot outside, it's very dead outside. Yeah. You know? Nobody wants to go yeah. out in that kind of Right,
1: heat. <laughs> right, right. So uh, I, I like to ask this question because it tends to help paint the full picture for people who listen. And I, I think I have an idea of the answer. But so for funding, when, uh, and so you own the building, but uh, when, you, when you first started, how did you go about funding the, the the business i mean did you probably self-funded but did you have to take out loans swipe credit cards like how did you go about doing it
0: so the business is all self-funding um the the building itself we did a loan on and then the business inside we did all self-funding you know, so. gotcha. Yeah.
1: Okay. Understood. Yeah. No. Okay. That's okay. And so, um, future plans for uh, Dade City Candy Comics and collectibles you mentioned with the, 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 the additional room you're opening up for the new comics and stuff like that. Anything else big coming down the pipe right now you want to talk about?
0: Hmm. Good, good. question. Um, well, we just, we just added a huge amount of storage to the back of the building. Um, last year uh we added on to the back and we're still steadily filling that up and that's how we'll be able to open up this other room this room was a storage room and now i added on you know three times that size on the back of the building so that mm. we can open that back up mm. uh, not sure it changes all the time and it really depends on what collections we get into what we would do next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you just never know. Sure. Sometimes that can change everything. You know, you, you can be going one direction and then you get a huge collection of something else and you turn to that direction. So it's, it's hard to say, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, we're hoping to do a lot more. I want to do a lot more stuff on the outside of the building. You know, I would like to do some really cool characters up on the roof. So that when people are driving by, they see us. Yeah, you know that's something that will be in the future. I've talked to several places about it, and I'm just working on doing something like that to really make it awesome. And I'd love to make our entrance an awesome photo spot. You know, yeah, an
1: Instagrammable yes. thing. Yes. yes, sure, I yeah. get that. Something yeah, something
0: that really stops people. You know, it's almost like when you go to Orlando and you see some of these really cool places that you could stop and take a picture. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do something like that. Um, just. People love to have places to come take pictures.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And so another question I like to ask everybody in this one, I just want to hear you talk about it for a second. (laughs) So why Dade City? I mean, what what was it about Dade City or is it about Dade City that had you, you're from here, but had you settling down here and opening your business here?
0: That's it. It's my hometown. I love Dade City. I will always love Dade City. It's always going to be a part of me. My grandpa built quite a few buildings in dade city and a lot of homes in dade city i love to drive around and see what he built and what he did and you know when i look at anything in dade city it just reminds me of my grandmother my grandmother was involved in everything everywhere everything she worked everywhere she volunteered everywhere everyone knew her and it's just my hometown
1: yeah Yeah. I love it so much. So, all right. So now you own so many businesses and by all accounts, you're a successful entrepreneur. What would you say are some common misconceptions about being an entrepreneur that are running a business maybe that most people think are true, but really aren't?
0: I think people think it's easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's definitely not easy. Yeah. And, and I'm incorporating my son into helping me now, you know, to try to get some kind of relief because uh, it is a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I have a drive. I was born with it. And, you know, I've always had a drive to complete things, to do things, to, You know, and I think the second I had my children, that drive became a thousand times stronger, you know, and that's when everything started happening is, you know, after I had kids, then I just started going crazy to get this done and that done. And, you know, something to prove something I wanted to make sure they always looked up to me. So I had a lot to prove, you know.
1: Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job. So what advice would you have? To an aspiring entrepreneur, I, I mean, again, because I'm just impressed with how much you've done and you do, if if somebody who's relatively early in their entrepreneurial journey reached out to you and, and just said, hey, you've done all this stuff, it's really quite impressive, I'm just starting out, what advice would you have for that person?
0: Um, I think the main thing would be for them to do their homework, focus 100%, On what they're looking to do. Don't get distracted by anything else. Don't let people, you know, give you negative advice. Just tell yourself you can do it. If you tell yourself you can do it and you put 100% in it, you're going to do it. You will. You just, you can't let other people bring you down. And you can't let jealousy from other people bring you down. You have to just put your mind to it. Yes. And move forward. Just keep going. You know, and some of the best things would be to reach out to people that are doing it, and have them supporting you in the background with advice, because you can get a lot of negative advice, and that does not, is not going to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just going to make you, oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing this? Don't second guess yourself. Just yeah. know that you can do it and do it.
1: Right. Right. I, I love it. So something uh, that I'm extremely interested in as I continue to grow personally during on my own entrepreneurial journey is accountability and structure. I did come from a corporate America background and just there's just inherent structure built in uh, uh, just, just by deadlines you have to meet and time you have to be there and so on and so forth. And so when you leave that and you go and work on your own, Well, you're now responsible for making sure you get everything done. So I'm just, I'm always curious when I talk to other folks like yourself, how do you go about structuring your days and just making sure that you're holding yourself accountable to getting all the stuff done that you have to get done?
0: Well, I, I think that that is my problem. I hold myself way too accountable. So I put in my head what I should be doing. From the moment I get up until I go to bed and I make constant lists on my phone, but I also have Mm -hmm. a lot of mental notes and I won't stop until it's all done. I don't like to push things to tomorrow. I will do it once in a while, but I don't like to do that. i like to know my list is done Mm -hmm. for that day Mm -hmm. and the next day starts another list. Mm -hmm. But I have realized that it's not, it's maybe easier said than done. For a lot of people. You know, I always used yes. to think that everyone was exactly like me. And that they could just do it without even thinking. You know, a lot of a lot of my job I do without thinking. I mean, I am thinking, but I just do it. You know, it comes in my brain. It's just an automatic thing. A lot of times I'm on autopilot just doing things. You know, from the sure. moment I pulled up here. I'm autopilot, making phone calls, doing things. It's not even alerts I have. It's just my brain. Just, I know that these things have to get done, so I'm going to get them done. Mm -hmm. I do it all day long. That's just the person I am, but I've quickly learned that everyone's not that way. And sometimes my expectations for other people are a little too high because I think that they're that, that way, you know, and everybody is different. And if you're not that person and you do need to be on a managed schedule well then you just have to realize that that's the person you are and don't try to do something that you're not capable of doing because now you're going to make it just harder on yourself Mm -hmm. you know some people Mm -hmm. just are not capable of motivating and pushing themselves all day long Mm -hmm. and getting stuff done right and and that's fine because our world wouldn't work the way it does if everybody was capable Mm -hmm. of running their own place then who would ever be an employee ever? Right, right, yeah. So, I mean, you just have to know what you're capable of and what you're not, and what you feel more comfortable with. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just like the security of working somewhere, and I get that. Right. And the insurance and everything else that comes with it. Yep. There's a lot more risk to being a business owner, a lot more risk. Mm -hmm. At any time, you could be unemployed. (laughs) Right, right. So, you know, you have to be a risk taker.
1: Sure, sure. So, So you're a list person. I am. I, I'm very much a list. That's one of the ways I've sort of developed for myself. Is I I really like creating those lists, uh, mostly because I get satisfaction checking things off of it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what about when things get a little bit hard and things get turbulent? I mean, that it's going to happen. Not you know. Um, how do you stay focused when those turbulent times? I mean, in
0: construction, that's pretty much every day. So I'm pretty used to chaos. (laughs) There's always something going on. I'm a very tight scheduler, so I create a lot of chaos for myself because if one person has something happen and they don't show up when they're supposed to, it throws off my schedule for the next month. Mm. So, you know, that's like a day of calling everybody rescheduling every single person for an entire month Mm -hmm. because everybody's Mm -hmm. so booked out. You have to always have everybody scheduled and I have everybody scheduled by the day. I don't leave any breaks in between. So it's always chaos. There's always something yeah, like the storm, (laughs) which will cause, you know, a lot of chaos because I'm having to reschedule everybody since I uh, got up this morning (laughs) right? (laughs) because you don't know what it's going to bring or how many days it's going to be here. And what can you do? Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm pretty much used to that. I, I don't get riled up too easily because there's always a lot of chaos going
1: on. So then, how do you how do you stay grounded? I mean, the uh, good books you read, podcast. I mean, yoga, exercise. Like, how do you? Breathe a little. Like, how, how do you do that?
0: I, I don't know, because I don't have time for any of that. I used to go to the gym all the time, and now I'm so busy, I don't even have time for that. I do, my exercise is pretty much walking around, you know, from job sites and doing stuff like that and walking the dogs, but not really where it needs to be. But mm-hmm. hopefully I'll get back to that. I'm just too busy for all of it. So, no, I can't remember the last time I read a book. I have no time for that either. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Books on tape. Or, yeah, yeah, I just have like yeah. no... I don't even have a chance to listen to music in the car, which my grandkids go crazy over because the car's always silent. They're like, you're not listening to anything? Like, I'm on the phone the whole time. <laughs> what is the point? Yeah. I'm just turning it down every second. Yeah. So, Jeez. you know, and my life, really, it's my grandkids. If I have a moment, I'm always with them. You know, that's where I focus everything. I... I had two boys and now I have five granddaughters and I focus my life around those girls. They are everything to me. And, what do you like to do with them? Uh, everything. I love to do all the girly stuff I never could do with my boys. So <laughs> taking them to nail salons, you know, we love to go shopping and taking them for ice cream, you know, really anything they want, whatever they want. I'm game for it. Of course, what they always want is vacations. And that's something I can always do. We used to do it a lot. Uh, are they pretty COVID. young, old? So, they are from 5 to 14.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, nice.
0: So, yeah. And we've taken a lot of cruises and stuff like that. So, they're always asking when's the next <laughs> cruise. But since COVID, there hasn't been another cruise because of COVID. Yeah. And we actually had a huge family cruise. Um, scheduled, and we the one time we decided, all right, we're not going to drive down to Miami to take the cruise, we're going to all get on the Amtrak train because there's so many of us. We're like, oh, it'll be relaxing, we don't have to drive it, we'll all just get on there, we'll ride the train down, we'll get a hotel room, and the cruise leaves the next day. Well, this was in March of
1: 2020. Oh,
0: so we are on the train and we are halfway to Miami when they announced that our crews would not be leaving the next day oh, they had just wow. stopped all cruises. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. So of course, because we weren't in a car, we couldn't just turn around and come home. Mm-hmm. So we had to continue on the other half of the train ride,
1: <laughs>
0: get a hotel well, get stay in our hotel room that we already had so that yeah. we could book the train for the next day to come right back. Yeah, And That was so disappointing. So disappointing. And the kids especially. Very disappointed. They were super excited. We were going on the largest ship.
1: Where were you going?
0: So that one was going to, oh my gosh, let me think. I think we were going to um, Labadee, Haiti. We were going to the, we were going to Royal Caribbean's Private Island. We were going to Virgin Islands and, um, oh God.
1: That's okay. That's And right. we were
0: also going to Puerto Rico, I believe, but we were going for an entire week and we were going on Royal Caribbean's largest ship, the Symphony of the Seas, and they were super excited. And yeah, we still haven't been able to make that trip up because of mm, COVID. And yeah, yeah. now kids, you know they're not vaccinated. So the adults could go, but the kids couldn't go. And then, so obviously we're not going to do that anytime soon. I don't know when that's ever happening, but I get asked about it daily.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, I mean, Natalie, we're going to kind of wind things down a little bit here. Um, Are there any topics that we didn't cover that you'd like to talk about, or maybe something that we did cover that you want to maybe dig a little bit deeper on?
0: think if there's anything
1: with any of the businesses, anything at all, anything going on, you want to, you want to, well, my other businesses
0: are kind of, I mean, obviously real estate's always going on. Uh, anytime anyone wants to call, they are more than welcome to. But as far as construction, you know, that's, like I said, I build and then sell. So it's really nothing to tell on that. And, um, Well, there is one thing on the candy and comics. We are going to start actually this Saturday. We'll start a sale and then we are going to have random sales throughout every month all the way through Christmas. So we're going to be putting up a calendar. I'll probably be putting that up on Facebook later today Okay. and it will show all the sales for October. Nice. And then I will be posting one every month for the month and, uh, hoping and, to and have And the a website.
1: Of- well, here, actually we'll do this now. So, uh, how can people find you? Go ahead and plug all your stuff, website, social media. So how can people find the sales so and we stuff? We don't
0: have a website yet. Okay. Uh, really? The only place they can find us is on Facebook. Perfect. And it's the DC candy comics. And, um, you know, and stop in, come see us. We'll have flyers there with the sale as well. And uh, the first one starts this Saturday. So
1: awesome. Okay. So we'll end this here with what I call my two quick question round. I have two final quick questions for you. So question number one, how would you define the word entrepreneur?
0: Well, that would be a person that goes out and, Starts their own business, hopefully to become very successful, doing it on their own. And uh, I don't know how else I would describe that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. So that leads perfect into the final question. Question number two, how would you define the word success?
0: So to me, success is getting things done that I set out to accomplish, um, First and foremost, it's, it's my family. When I look at my family, I think of success because I love every one of them and I'm super proud of my family, but also, you know, just being able to be proud of anything you do to me, that's success, you know, to, to be happy and to be able to wake up and go, I did that, that's success. You know, I, I, that's what I live for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love it so much. Now, this has been great. Natalie, thanks a lot for being here. Um, and Yeah, you're welcome. And everyone else, thanks a lot for tuning in. If you've enjoyed the show, then please share it around so others can join in as well. The best way for new listeners to find the show is for our current listeners to talk about us. Follow us over on Facebook at... T-A-O-B podcast. Give us a like, drop us a comment, and don't forget to leave a five-star review. It really does help us out. I'm your host, Eric Baker, and this has been another episode of The Art of Business. Bye for now.